Alright, welcome to Charm the Water. My name's Aaron David. This is Day of Mars. I hit the reset button around here again. Uh, if you're interested in any of my Forex trading stuff, that's now under its own umbrella, and that is Bov Trading, B-O-V Trading. And that's where all of that is going to be contained. And here uh, at Charm the Water, I'm going to uh, refocus on the hermetic theurgic thing. Western esoteric tradition stuff. Um, really quick, my history with this uh, started out with the big green book, the Golden Dawn, uh, self-initiation initiation in the Golden Dawn tradition by uh, Chick and Tabitha, uh, Tabitha, Sandra Tabitha Cicero. Is it? I think that's it. <laughs> um, really great place to start and get a foundation. Uh, one place anyway. And um, from there, I picked up Trithemius's uh, drawing spirits into the crystal or whatever it is. Whatever that is. What it is, is a uh, seven degree initiation system. Um, and that system is pretty universal out there. Uh, you can put that up on a template of uh, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. Uh, you can put it up uh, on the template of the Roman uh, soldier who was very much into Mithraism. And uh, that was a big part of being a Roman soldier. Uh, and Mithraism was a seven degree initiation system. And just really quickly to mention Venus and its importance in Rome. Of course, to Julius Caesar, who claimed Venus as uh, his relative his divine relative that's who he was claiming lineage from and uh, venus victrix was certainly his motto victory and as well uh for the roman soldier venus was a pretty important goddess uh so that's just a side note but what i want to talk about is the vertex and anti-vertex and uh this is an astrological thing and i'm not a huge astrology nerd but this is something that uh, came up and how it came up is the point of the Golden Dawn and the Lima and these magical systems early on in the Western esoteric tradition. Uh, the point of it was to put you into contact with your higher self. Um, there's a lot of parallels can be made with Jung and the process of individuation and uh, meeting and experiencing the inner archetypes as realities i mean this is the best way language we have to describe what happens with a shamanic initiation um whatever the system is called mithraism uh trithemius whatever you want to talk call it solomonic magic kimbanda uh you know it's got different cultural clothing but at its core what's happening is that humankind are being put into contact with something <laughs> that's the point of it uh in the atrs aaron leach talks about this uh um the similarities between goetia and the brass pot of the goetia uh spirits and uh the atr the notion of the head spirit 
and spirit pot and et cetera, et cetera. We can, like Joseph Campbell, begin to look at uh, traditions from around the world and see common denominators. And um, the head spirit or the holy guardian angel or the natal angel or what the Greek magical papyri called the uh, supernatural assistant. Um, there's a lot of different words for it, but what it means is this um, Hermes-type intercessor uh, that acts as a go-between. <clears throat> really interesting concept, and, um, you know, what is it that forms this stuff that goes on in the uh, inner world of the mind for the, uh, the initiate? I mean, if you step onto this path, things begin to happen. Um, changes, psychological changes. So you can't remove uh, psychology from magic. Uh, see, people think it keeps it more pure or something, and they don't look kindly they blame it on israel regardi but it was really crowley who introduced um psychology into magic and um you know he went back and forth on this and that shows growth anybody that's decided anything one way or another there's no growth that can happen there <laughs> you know and trust me uh no conceptual knowledge contains reality So what I'm saying is everybody should be growing in, in uh, their understanding and their humanity and their maturity and uh, their spiritual being. And uh, this development is the spiritual process. Uh, it is the process of individuation. Um, it is coming into a place of authenticity of self. And that's a rare thing. So what I want to posit is a hypothesis here and this stems from my own work um i'm not an astrology guy and even what i'm talking about today there's not a lot of uh work out there at least that i've come across there's a few sources and uh essentially pop in vertex anti-vertex into google and you get a handful of things that pop up so I want to go over some of the uh, some of the stuff from that and before I get into this. But I'm going to say right at the outset, uh, the point is that my suspicion, if there are certain um, aspects that are present in a natal chart, the vertex and anti-vertex becomes an extraordinarily powerful doorway uh, and that can facilitate the um, knowledge and conversation with the holy guardian angel if you prefer that terminology around it uh, so that is what I'm positing uh, will this be true for everybody who knows man we need just more people experimenting and sharing their experiences and unfortunately we live in an era where it is not cool it is not kosher to uh, talk about this stuff out loud I mean we're just out we are just out of the century that locked people away that claimed to talk to uh, you know uh, disembodied spirits and maybe maybe aliens Maybe they say, hey, I talk to aliens. And 
you know, that dude's locked up and lobotomized. I'm not even, uh, I'm not even kidding. That's what we did with those people like that. You know, we're just a step away from moving into that again. Um, there is genocide going on and uh, the uh, it's still happening. There's always been a move to suppress this reality, this ground that humanity, all of it stands on. That's why to me it's crucially important to get this out there and to talk about it, uh, regardless if it makes me sound crazy or not. Because eventually, one day, uh, whether it be at death or whatever, this ground is going to appear before you and you will be standing upon it because it is the ground. <laughs> um, so better sooner than later. Let's begin to investigate. And it's my belief as a hermeticist, this is our birthright. Uh, this is what all religions are aiming at. Even they, they do so in their kind of hobbling institutional way. It's an individual and personal work. Um, it can't be carried out in an institutional way. Uh, I think Crowley's AA is structured uh, the best for this work outside of uh, clinical psychology. And I think anybody that steps foot on the path of self-initiation, um, man, you got a long, hard road ahead of you because I've been through uh, some stuff and it's difficult not knowing what's going on. And just uh, after a period of years of being in this this work, uh, an understanding is come to. It's like the eighth and ninth uh, sphere stuff. And you come into a place of equilibrium. And you begin to understand uh, not only yourself, but some things about your place in the universe and uh, you become less fearful. You become less fearful because you've seen and you've experienced. And uh, going back to religion, a lot of them, along with the philosophical naturalist and the atheist and the Marxist who want to wipe this stuff from the face of the earth, the religions are poised to do that as well because it takes away their authority. And they want you uh, under their say. They don't want you having personal, subjective, uh, individual gnosis. They don't want you doing that. Um, in fact, it's heterodox. Okay? <laughs> it makes you a heretic if you're a Gnostic under Orthodox Christianity. I don't even want to tell you what the other Abrahamic faiths do, <laughs> do to you. But... In Orthodox Christianity, you are a heretic um, <clears throat> if, you, if you're a Gnostic. The strange thing about that to me is that the scriptures, the book, is uh, written by people who had their own um, personal, individual, subjective experiences that made them Gnostics. Your book was written by people experiencing stuff. At least some of it in there. <laughs> Uh, so what is this? How does this vertex, anti-vertex relate to all of this? Uh, I, as I said, um, I see it as a doorway and it's a potent doorway. It has the potential, if certain conditions are met in your natal chart, to be an extraordinarily powerful doorway. <clears throat> and guess what? It hits every single day. Um, this is called the electric 
axis. And this is one of four axes uh, that would be present on your natal chart. Uh, if you look, if you're looking at this video, I have uh, Vladimir Putin's natal chart up. Uh, Vladimir Putin was born October 7th, 1952 at 9.31 a.m. in uh, St. Petersburg, Russia. And uh, some interesting things on this chart, man. But let's go down here to our axes. Um, of course, most people know about the uh, the ascendant descendant axis, and uh, this found by points of intersection of the great circles of the ecliptic and horizon, and uh, that that is called the magnetic axis. And then we also have the MCIC axis. This is found by the intersection of the great circles of the meridian and ecliptic. And we also have the North Node and the South Node axis. Um, that is Rahu and Ketu, the head and tail of the dragon. Trust me, it is a potent axis. And uh, yeah, that's uh, sometimes referred to as the karmic axis. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, you got to live with these things, man. <laughs> then <laughs> interpret them. Uh, but looking around and seeing what's out there certainly can inform, inform, uh, because, you know, just like with price action, everything's fractal. So finally, we come to the vertex and anti-vertex. And um, let me explain what I believe uh, makes this go from a potent axis when activated to an absolutely extraordinary um, doorway opening type of experience axis. Uh, that is if there is a planet, if there is a planet with one of these on the, if it, for instance, look at uh, Putin's chart, right with his vertex, is the moon and uh, moon in Gemini vertex in Gemini also he's got part of fortune in Gemini and all of these are in the eighth house uh, so that cranks it up a notch <laughs> being in the eighth house um, I want to move over here to some descriptions I've heard of the vertex. Uh, stimulate, now these are going to be kind of astrologically, you know, sounding. So again, I'm not that big into uh, astrology because of so much of it is astrology. -y. But uh, we can we can infer things from these uh, kind of newspaper-esque descriptions, infer deeper things if we have a deeper understanding, which being a hermeticist with all that correspondence stuff <laughs> and uh, all this metaphoric symbolic language we kind of uh, strive to grasp, we can do that. So uh, one thing said, the vertex axis stimulates cosmic awareness and understanding that an individual is an integral part of the universe. 
not just an isolated separate entity. Uh, another thing that came up time and time again in writings on uh, the Vertex was faded meetings. And if we have a house Vertex, those meetings don't necessarily point to uh, your mundane type of meetings, but highly extraordinarily transformative, much in the way of what I experienced on the night of, uh, let's see, July 15, 2016, which I call my magical birthday. What was it? It was a Venus initiation from the Trithemian system. Uh, if we look at my natal chart, my anti-vertex is in Aquarius, Guess what is also there right next to it? Uh, Venus. And I also have Vertex 8th house. Um, the 8th house is big mojo stuff. But there's a number of things that can happen here with the Vertex. Uh, we can say it's going to be on the western side of your chart. The anti-Vertex will be on the eastern side of your chart. And uh, I think where what... Where can we go to figure out what is this vertex thing? What is it talking about? So there's a Latin root word, vertere, meaning to change, to turn, turn frequently or spin. Now, this is highly interesting to me, given that I have actually seen this axis in dream. Uh, go ahead. I didn't know that's what it was at the time, but uh, what I saw was this pillar of lightning rolling from one side of the sky to the other and as it rolled from one side of the sky to other each time it completed a cycle the people below on the ground with me some would disappear some would reappear in different places um, but in this dream i was remaining the same and there was another being not human who was also remaining the same and took note of me so the dream went on and on and on in complexity but that was years ago and I've just now realized uh, I can't say I'm the one that realized because it's through uh, spirit contact through conjuration that I became aware of these things and I'm not big into astrology books I'm not big into astrology what I'm telling you is based on me experiencing things that has uh, spirit visitation that has repeated itself and then said, hey, look at this. And I went and looked and every time something this peculiar has happened, this axis has been activated. Um, it rolls by every day. Uh, not something happens every day, but there are certain things, certain uh, requirements met that make it essentially reflective of my natal chart and um, powerful things happen. So especially if you're a theurgist and you push into that doorway that is this electric axis, um, this, is, this is what I'm trying to relate. This is what I'm trying to get people to look at. This is what I'm trying to get people to experiment. Pull up your natal chart. I love AstroVisor. Pull up your natal chart. Throw on vertex, anti-vertex, and look and see, is there a planet 
close by. If there is, in my opinion, that makes this the most powerful thing on your natal chart. Okay? Uh, we see Putin has a planet. This is this is even more um, more so. He has not only a planet present with the vertex being the moon, but also one with uh, the anti-vertex being Mars. And yes, I know the moon's not a planet. This is this is hermetic talk. <laughs> um, is the moon a planet? I don't know. It's a moon. Are moons planets? I don't think so. What what are they classified scientifically? A moon, I guess. I don't. I'm not sure. By the way, Neil Tyson DeGrasse, is that it? I sometimes I say Neil DeGrasse Tyson. I don't think that. I get confused. Either way, he was recently here in Asheville, and somebody dropped by this morning and said they went to see him. And I was like, wow, that's uh, that's interesting. I guess he considers considers it part of his. Uh, ministry to come here in Asheville. Um, Asheville not only is situated in the Bible Belt and has lots of Baptists and uh, evangelicals, but Asheville as a city uh, being influenced by New York sensibilities and the money and friends of George Vanderbilt. Asheville is different than everywhere around it. Um, is filled with a uh, very large new agey population. So it's interesting Neil Tyson DeGrasse would uh, uh, come here and speak. I think it's really cool. And uh, I think one day, if we all live long enough, if Neil Tyson DeGrasse lives long enough, and if humankind explores uh, the mysteries with a scientific fervor, uh, that one day... Neil Tyson DeGrasse could get up and explain these mystical uh, things that happen to us pursuing them through uh, esotericism and theurgical practice, through conjuring. Uh, going back to Arthur C. Clarke's quote, which you well know I'm not quoting. Everybody quotes it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, let's see here. So... <clears throat> That's my homework. That's what I wish people that heard this would do. Look at your natal chart and look at the vertex, the anti-vertex. Uh, again, the vertex is going to be on the western side of your chart. The anti-vertex is going to be on the eastern side of your chart. And see if there is a planet present in the house or sign with it. If there is, that becomes the most uh, powerful thing on your chart. And at that point, let's go to today. Oh my God, what have I done? Oh my God, what am I doing? Give me one second while I... Uh, what the hell? 2000, oh my God, BC, forget it. What have I done, man? <laughs> I am trying to get us to present time. 
Oh my God, we just had a huge time warp. Okay, we're coming into 2022. This is February. And uh, it's the 8th. And it is 3.26 p.m. We'll start from this morning and work our way down from around sunrise. And we'll take a look and spot how quickly <clears throat> the vertex and anti-vertex moves. Okay, so you ready? We'll go by uh, hour through the day into February 9th. And keep an eye, if you're watching the video, right here. Right now, we're, Vertex is 20 degrees Leo, and that means 180 degrees away, the anti-Vertex is at 20 degrees Aquarius. So here we go into the next hour. So, You can see how quickly uh, they come through there, the uh, signs, pretty quickly pass through this axis. So look and see what your vertex anti-vertex is. Then use AstroVisor to come to, let's say tomorrow, scroll through this hourly until you see the same, your signs on your natal chart, hit this vertex and anti-vertex. Look for even the degree. And then, what? You've got over an hour to uh, experiment with this doorway. Think of it as a doorway. Think of you as the anti-vertex entering the doorway, which is the vertex. And if you have a Golden Dawn or Thelemic background, uh, this is going to be extraordinarily easy to adapt because you already have built in the tree. You've already built in the spheres. You've already built in the solar system into your astral temple or your Buddha field or your inner mandala. Uh, this is what we do with all this pentagram ritual stuff. We're building out the Buddha field and uh, the gateways um, to the spheres are there within that astral space. So uh, literally visualize. If you already have all that astral uh, stuff set up, <laughs> you're that advanced. Um, visualize what's going on with this vertex when your natal vertex rolls by. Walk through it as a doorway and expect to meet somebody of importance now that's not how it happened for me how it happened for me i began ritual and then somebody showed up <laughs> this is now i'm just now uh being my head has been turned towards this and i've become aware of it now i'm actively going to the doorway myself if that makes sense so one way to be able, first, an example of using it to this effect, uh, even if you don't have a planet present with the vertex or anti-vertex, give it a try, see what happens. Um, you might use 777 to get the appropriate uh, Sumthamata, uh, 
uh, incense, etc., ritual accoutrements. Uh, use that key scale to get the, the appropriate one for your sign. Again, look at the anti-vertex as you yourself, your egoic self, uh, and look at the um, vertex as this doorway to higher self. So I just uploaded previous to this video, uh, Crowley's Lieber Samic. That would be something appropriate in the hour um, that you're experimenting with this, as would a number of other things. The Hermetica has the secret formula for much to the same effect. Uh, the Greek magical papyri, uh, even besides the Stele of Jew, which uh, is Lieber Samic, what it was adapted from by Crowley. Uh, it, there are multiple things in the PGM that could be used to this effect. Ritual. It's um, it's something that nobody <clears throat> should tell you how to do. You should do that. And if it's institutionally presented as this is what to do, it takes away from your, um, your exploration and your delight at discovery when magical things start to happen when those um, inner archetypes are no longer ignored by you but actively sought out uh, I don't know man just opens your eyes <clears throat> just opens your eyes and uh, this is not something that we should be ashamed to talk about even though you know Jung's <laughs> red book he didn't want published till after his death well it's out now <laughs> we know that he was a lunatic <laughs> no we, did, we know that he was a uh somebody in contact with what shamans uh, across the centuries across time and place have claimed to be doing uh to be in contact with spirit that's the whole point because life is uh, pretty mysterious on its own. Finding where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing, and garnering a real fulfillment from that by knowing you're in the right place, doing the right thing, and that you are being the most authentic self, the most authentic version of you you can be, and that you actually uh, are not alone in this walk. Uh, so with that, I'm going to leave it there. Um, in the future, I'll probably cover the other astrological axes and we'll probably talk about um, this some more in the future. If you have any questions uh, further about it, uh, you can uh, probably best thing to do be, God, I don't know. I'm hardly on Twitter. I guess tweet at Charm the Water. Uh, yeah, or YouTube comment or whatever. If you must, you can email charmthewater at gmail.com. I get so much crap mail. It's like buried every day. I don't even try to keep it cleaned out anymore. It's just, it's, it's impossible. Uh, but there are a few websites that go into, um, some small interpretation about the vertex 
uh, in the different houses um, about the vertex having a planet um, next to it, whether it's Sun, Moon, Mercury, so all of them uh, down to Pluto and North Node, South Node will have little interpretation, uh, natal, solar, and transits. And uh, that is, uh, I'll, I'll just put this in the, the show notes. This is from uh, astrologystudy.blogspot.com. And there's a couple other things I found. Um, there's also a myth, and this myth is really interesting. Um, it's vertimus, and this is the same Latin root. Uh, vertex, uh, this coming from Latin vertere. Uh, and this was a guy, uh, this was a god in Roman mythology. And he pretty much was wanting to get with this young goddess Pomona. But the problem is he could not get her attention. Now, let me stop here and we'll pull a Joseph Campbell here and try to see the Western esoteric tradition and Jungian psychology's model for um, what goes on within the process of individuation, specifically with the anima slash animus and the egoic personality. Think of this myth as describing what happens there for the initiate, okay? So Vertimus, he's this Roman god. He's got the hots for this uh, young goddess or young nymph in some accounts named Pomona. And Pomona only has eyes for cultivating her garden. That's like the only interest she has. She is just consumed by it. And she doesn't even see Vertimus. He's trying to get her attention she ain't paying him no attention at all. So what does he do? He changes himself into an old woman. And he comes by and comes by Pomona. She's standing there outside of her garden. And as an old woman. So number one, Vertimnus is not only a god, he's a shapeshifter. <laughs> so as an old woman, he passionately kisses Pomona and then talks about how he knew this uh, guy, again, he's talking to her as a old woman who uh, his love wasn't uh, returned from this woman that he was really into. And uh, so the guy went and committed suicide. And isn't that terrible that the woman, this guy that he knew, uh, was so hard hearted and cold hearted that she essentially caused this guy's suicide? He's telling her this story as the old woman. <clears throat> and then after passionately kissing her, he walks in her garden. So did it work? No. No. Didn't get through to her. How's He's tried everything to get, get this woman's attention. And she just is not having it. So in exasperation, he does the only thing left that he can think to do to get her attention. So he strips off his clothes and just goes and stands bare ass naked in front of Pomona. And she looks up and she sees what she thinks is the sun, the radiance of the sun. It's not the sun, it's furtiveness. And she falls in love then and there because he's finally stopped all this parading around as things to get her attention. He's finally dropped all that, dropped all pretense 
and stands naked who he is before her. And she sees him when he does that. That's fascinating, is it not? And there's another myth uh, that I could get into, and this is to do with the particular figure at the degree of my anti-vertex. But I'll save that uh, for another time. There's a lot to talk about here. And uh, there's a lot to talk about with the other axes. If you don't know what those are, uh, check them out. They're really interesting. And it's something, I mean, I'm not huge into astrology, um, but these really attracted my attention, especially after, you know, my own experience. And it so happens that the degree um, that my anti-vertex is on uh, in 777, the uh, listed magical power is astrology. Uh, so I kind of feel myself, even though I'm not that crazy about astrology, I seem kind of faded to talk about. So, uh, I, I've started looking at AstroVisor every day and my, uh, my trading, I'm always now aware of what's going on. It's a big red square day. Um, you know, it's just, I pay attention now after so many years of just kind of uh, observing. And I got to say, when I picked up AstroVisor, <clears throat> it was uh, due to a friend. I don't even remember the conversation. Uh, Tobias pointed me to this. I said, this has been the greatest thing because you can just pull it out on your phone at leisure and see at that moment what's happening astrologically, like in real time. You're not looking at past stuff. I mean, you can if you want to. You can look at future stuff. They have all these, you know, different astrological terms I'm not familiar with for that. But just observing it as uh, somebody who's into hermetic practice, beginning to look every day at what aspects are popping off um, in the skies. It's just been really eye-opening. And uh, no... No question, man, when Mercury retrograde rolls around, there's going to be some shit go down. There's absolutely no question. Shit went down. And uh, yeah. But it's always good, you know. Uh, it's always things that they need addressing. And if you keep ignoring it, uh, a retrograde like there, it'll just force you. Force your hand to it. It will turn your head, the big giant hand, and you'll be forced to deal with it anyway. That's what I'm saying. It's no wonder, man. I was a former five-point Calvinist before getting into all this. Still, that fadedness, it's so present. <laughs> all right, until next time.